Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to the Realist Podcast in the dunya, the three Muslims. Today, I am so dead again. Nah, like I bro, was yesterday. Two days in a row. <laughs> two days in a I row. I mean, two weeks. Two, two, two weeks, right? Two weeks in a row. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're seeing it after one week. Yeah. 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 I'm dead. Speaking of uh, not mentally being here, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that aren't mentally here. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> this it's, guy, too early, it's too early for this on board. Guy. We just started, man. Uh, fortunately, you know, I just want to start off with saying this. I, w- I want to be real and as authentic as possible, bro. I told you guys about this, especially on Hill. I was pretty, I was pretty upset a few nights ago. I just, I couldn't sleep. I don't know if I had too much sugar or something, but I, I went, I lied down, and I started getting these like intrusive thoughts. You know, I'm like, I'm gonna hit forty, and my cats are gonna be dead. You know. Uh, Damn. And one day, and I started thinking, I'm like, my family's going to be dead. I'm going to be dead. You know? And I'm thinking, like, all the people who have lost their families, people who lost their own lives, who died. And I'll spend a lot. And then some people are going to wake up to a really harsh reality. You know, it just put me in this huge state of depression. You know, I went uh, literally crying to my sister's room, uh, crying. And then my brother came in as well. I was crying. And Alhamdulillah, they actually started praying after that little moment because I was just very honest with them. Alhamdulillah. So it was very beautiful to see that. But the next night, I felt something very similar. And this time, I, I kind of told myself something that's kind of like, it sounds normal to think. But when you tell yourself that when you're in such a, such a sad state, and by the way, this is not any advice. We're not professionals, right? You're not psychologists, psychiatrists, whatever. We're not professionals by any means. So, you know. Oh, we, we're professional, bro. We're professionals. We're just unlicensed. This guy. And that right on, huh? <laughs> you're right, boy. Viewer discretion is advised, please. Yeah. <laughs> Consult oh, the professionals, the licensed professionals. But, Consult the um, professional in Iraqi before you take our advice. Bismillah. But the, the thing that I told myself, uh, and I think I told you guys this last night, was that it's okay to be sad. Like it's normal to be sad. Because I think with being sad, there's also this like notion, the stigma nowadays that you shouldn't be sad. That it's weird to be sad or wrong. That kind of adds a level of cognitive dissonance to the fact that you feel sad. You also feel like you shouldn't be feeling sad, which adds another level to it. And after that, after telling myself, like, it's okay to be sad, just live life sad, live in this moment sad, sleep sad, wake up sad. Like, like it sucks to be sad, but it's, it's not, doesn't mean it's not normal, right? So that, that really helped me personally. Bro, that's, like, reminding me of, like, back in the day when I was, like, real into the uh, new age spirituality. That's a big thing that they would, like, talk about is, like, when you feel something... Don't try to run away from it. Because, mm. like, if you feel happy, do you run away from being happy? No. No, nah, right? Like, you try to actually hold on to that, like, as long as possible. But when you actually <clears throat> feel sad, like you said, you know, we try to run away from it. We try to distract ourselves because we don't want to feel it. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. But you said it best. We, it's, like, it's all right. It's all right to be in that state. Yeah. You know, and, like, I don't know if y'all have... Because I know you did, obviously, because you just said you did. Yeah. But like usually, like if you let yourself feel it, it goes by a lot quicker yeah. than like if you try to distract yourself. Maybe like be on your phone, maybe play Call of Duty or mm-hmm. watch anime or something like that, or mm-hmm. hang out with your friends or your your significant other. Well, we don't have significant others yet, so. I think this reminds me of what I was talking about last night with Anha before we went to sleep. And it was about how many people just take the time to meditate, bro, and just take the time to just be okay with their thoughts. And I was, I was actually telling Anho about, you know, it's been a while since I meditated properly and, and really not, I don't want to say had the time because that's such an excuse, bro. It's so cringe, but made the time to sit down with my thoughts in silence for just a few minutes. Yes, we make time for Salah and everything else, but just having time either before Salah or after Salah or even during Salah, bro, how many, how many people just take the time to like process everything they're going through? We don't, and because we don't, we have to deal with this later on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wanted to quickly say something about what Rami said about how you know you felt sad and you felt this or you felt that, and, and what I'm trying to say is, we live in a world today where feelings are deemed as abnormal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that, but if you're angry, there's something wrong with you. If you're tired, there's something wrong with you. If you're this, yeah, there's levels to it, but genuinely, just feeling some type of way transitionally is okay it makes you human you know thinking there's something wrong with you thinking this is a disorder thinking this is something you identify with that's 
That's a whole different ballgame, bro. Especially for men. I was going to say that as well. Yeah, yeah you yeah, were thinking yeah. the same thing Yeah, yeah 100%. Alhamdulillah. Because, yeah. bro, like, we live in that time, man, where it's like, as men, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but when I was a kid, like, I was put down for having emotions. Like, really? Bro, like, my grandma, if I was, like, crying or something, my grandma would just smack me upside the head. Why? Because she's like, quit being a girl. Damn. Damn. Yeah, bro. And, like, I remember when um my mom, she was with this other man. He was basically, like, my stepdad. I told you guys about this. Dude, like, this man, anytime that I showed any little hint of emotion, he would call me out real quick and be like, yo, stop being a... Stop being an itch. A bick. Yeah, stop being a bick. Uh, or he would say, stop being a pansy. Oh. Like, bro, he would say so many things. And it's like, bro, for the longest time, I thought it was um, I thought it was not good for men to show emotion. Mm. Right? But it's like, the more that I came into Islam, I'm like realizing, ah, it's not about not showing emotion. <clears throat> it's about understanding your emotion and processing your emotion. And mm. like we talked about, if you have an emotion, you can use it or... It, it will use you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, why don't you explain a little more of what that means to the viewers? Yeah, what so, like, for instance, let's say you get into a, uh, you get in an argument with someone. Right? You get heated. You get really angry. Like, this anger could clearly control you, and you could maybe say something that you didn't want to say or act in a certain way, that of which maybe later on you look back and you're like, hmm. I could have, could have handled that better, yeah. you know. And like, you basically do yourself dirty at that point. And um, if you were to have noticed that anger, been able to just breathe, relax, allow the anger to be there, but then use that anger to basically be more assertive and very clear and cut to the point, and like drive your point home, that would have been a lot better for you mm. than to let the emotion control you. And then I was telling. Rami about this too, like if you ever think back to your life, to the time where you responded from an emotional place versus when you responded from a grounded place. Anytime you responded from an emotional place, kind of sound like like a little kid, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, like a, a kid just like being emotional or going through like a temper tantrum like a or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you come from a grounded place, it's like... You sound like a man. You sound proper, you know? Yeah. Mm, but there are genuinely people that have unresolved childhood trauma, bro, and conflict. Relax. So, uh, you know, I do want to jump into that, but I want to, you know, see if Rami has anything to say to what Anho said thus far. Uh, just uh, to kind of reiterate, not reiterate, but give an example. Um, I'm not going to give any specifics, but there was one guy recently, I shouldn't even say guy, but, you know, I was going to try and leave everything out, even gender, but I slipped up already. So there was one guy at work, uh, long story short, he was upset about something. And he was complaining to me about it. And most people are like, listen, man, we agreed to this. This is going on and we're not getting blah, 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 whatever, right? They're unhappy. It's clear. It's obvious they want a refund sometimes. Things happen in life. This guy, when he was complaining, bro, I thought he was going to cry. It's like, I honestly felt like I'm talking to like, either I'm like, either this guy is my wife or he's a kid. Like, like other, no one else should be talking to me like that. Yeah. And um, you, you have neither. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Bro, now imagine this guy would have like. <laughs> hey, hey, it's only for now. Yes, it's yes. only for now. Inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Inshallah. Inshallah. But imagine this guy would have like came at you proper and been like, "Look, this is what I was promised. This is what I'm not getting. Mm. This is what I want. And if I don't get this, and this is this, and this is that. Like, if you would have came to you real proper and like you would have been like, look like." I don't have the answers for you. Like, okay, put me in connection with someone who does have these answers. I'm pretty sure if Anhel asks anyone for a refund, I don't care what it is for, they're going to give you that refund, bro. No, actually, bro, <laughs> I, I got I to vent a little bit here, man. I, I'm trying to take French lessons. And you guys know the, um, actually, I won't say the app because I don't want to like have like any bad connotations. Yeah. Here. yeah. But like, I had paid for... Rosetta Stone? No, no, no. Okay. I had paid for a certain amount of like lessons. And I, I pay for it with a certain individual. And um, just the individual and I, we just didn't click. So I'm asking them, like, oh, can I have a refund? You know, I pay for these lessons. And they're like, oh, well, no, we can't refund you, but we can exchange. Well, that doesn't make sense. Like, how are you going to exchange it to someone else who has different rates? I haven't even checked the messages. I just want to vent that out because... Um, yeah, so I, I get denied refunds, bro. <laughs> I definitely get denied refunds. Oh, man. Why don't, why don't you do a church back? Uh, that's interesting. 
Yeah. And then if if you you want to be that guy, yeah. If you really want to be fair afterwards, calling you can your like, Amex, being like, "Excuse me, there's a company that I like to snitch on." Yeah. I'm just playing, bro. Yeah, yeah. Chargeback is necessary at times. I usually don't like doing that because banks basically flag you after a certain <laughs> amount of chargebacks. That's why I've never charged back, bro. Anytime I have a legitimate issue with like a merchant or anything like that, I try to let them deal with it. And if they don't, then try to press them again. But usually, and this is just a tip, guys. This is, this is not finance episode, but it's a little thing on the side. But do things through PayPal if you have the opportunity. Because PayPal, customer service, and, and client resolution center, on point. If you have any disputes, anything like that. this is, By the way, this sounds like a sponsor. You know, like I am Lucid does with some VPN thing. <laughs> We're going to talk about PayPal. No, this is generally a thing. You can deal with your, your merchant. If not, you deal with PayPal. Rarely do you ever have to go to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make my voice deep for a second. Make my voice deep. Bro, I'm just gonna call him up. Like, you fool. <laughs> you, you, you man monster, do you understand what you just did? You just hit him with that chargeback. Hit him with that triple chargeback, nigga, somehow, bro. Is that all of our voices? Just hit everyone. Oh, you know what would be funny, bro? If we play it back and it's like some little kid's voice, bro, it's actually not the good voice. <laughs> I almost pressed this one. We can't have it. This one, bro. Yeah, this one. So, is it still deep? You can cut it. I mean, there's one more with you, bro. Making me blush, bro. MashaAllah. But anyway, back to the thing, bro. The topic at hand, there's genuinely people with stuff, with baggage, with business that they got to deal with, right? And we were actually talking about this before the podcast. Um, what do you say to a lot of these people that, you know, let's start with the people that, first of all, don't even realize that they have trauma from their childhood and how can it affect them and, and reflect in their behavior today? What's so funny, bro? <laughs> I don't want to say, man. All right, bro. <laughs> I don't want to say. <laughs> Go on, bro. That was actually clean. That yeah. was very well put. Yeah. MashaAllah. Good job, bro. Why are your hands so warm, bro? Hold on to my hand again, bro. My hands are real cold, bro. So every time you grab my hand, I just feel this external warmth. No, you should have pressed that button. Nah. I was looking, I thought I was pressing that one, bro. <laughs> bro, that's, that's, um, that's is gay. that one meant for me? Am, am I just, that, that should be like the only one that y'all play for me. Yeah, I agree. A little gay fairy sound. What y'all need is the air horn. Yeah, yeah. We're missing that. <clears throat> Bismillah. Bismillah. What was the question? <laughs> People that have unresolved childhood trauma, right? There's something we often talk about, how if it's unresolved, right, as we said, it can actually affect how you think, how you process emotions, how you deal with stuff, how you handle things modern day, in present day in your life, even if you're 20, 30, 40. So go on to that, bro. Yeah, so I'm going to do my best here. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I just drank a full cup of coffee, and I really feel like my, my ADHD is like, it's (laughs) It's <laughs> it's activated, bro. <laughs> like my mind is racing, my heart's beating fast, bro. Like I don't bro, know. Bro, why would these people even watch us? <laughs> I don't know, but listen, I'll do Mella my best. Mela bless you, bless you, for real. Inshallah. I'll do my best, right, okay? Let's go. So <laughs> so uh basically if someone has <laughs> it, chill, chill, chill. if someone has uh If some listen, if someone has things wrong with them, like from their past, their childhood, it's obviously gonna be very evident in the way that they express themselves, in the way that they process emotions and things like that. And this is a very clear indicator, not just for um, someone observing another person, like if I was observing Rami, but if Rami was just observing himself, like reflecting and just like looking at like his own actions and stuff like that. If you Let's say you snap a lot, or like someone says something and you snap very easily. Clear indicator that you've been through something mm. in your childhood, yeah. right? Or maybe someone says something and they they just get very, I don't know, just emotional, like triggered. Not even snapping, like angry, but they just get like offended, like sad. These are things like the very clear indicators. I really don't know where I'm going with this, to be honest with you. No, no, no. You're basically giving a list of things to where people that most likely will exhibit now 
if they have this unresolved childhood well, stuff. Well, I hate to say this, but I, what was the question again? How can how they get over this? How dare you? No, 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 no. None of that, bro. Well, how, really how they can get over this. Yeah, bro. Like, how, how, like, what should they do about it? How do they know they have it in the first mm, place? So okay. you're giving symptoms, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. See? Does the ADHD fog your memory, bro? Nah, nah. I'm saying when I drink coffee, like, sometimes it activates and, like, my mind will be like 10 steps ahead, but also like 10 steps behind. It's weird, bro. So we talked about snapping, not in control of your angers. What else? Just emotional responses that are unwarranted. Mm, like severe mood swings. It could be severe mood swings. Um, it could just be unable to process certain things that are happening in your day-to-day -day life. Like let's say you had a business deal that didn't go through, but y'all were like really wanting this business deal to go through. Mm. And and I'm not even trying to like relate this to anything. I'm just being like yeah. genuine here. Like, let's say you have a business deal. Let's say this was gonna be it for you. Like this is gonna be what you needed for you, your family, all this stuff, but it doesn't go through, yeah. right? And then like for you, instead of processing and be like, damn, you know, like that sucked, like really reflected on it and then just seeing like what, what you could learn from it, how you can move forward. What you do now is you grab your phone and then you carry on to go on social media for like an hour, two hours. Mm. Or you Inventing carry on. on you, you could do that. You could be on. Kanye West type. Uh, hey, I'm not saying no names, bro. All right. But let's say you, you go on to like, you, let's say you go on Netflix and you start watching Netflix for like hours. Or you start hanging out with um, your friends or family and you spend Binge eating. Way, binge eating as well. Like these mm -hmm. are all things where you're running away from something that's happening. Now, these are clear indicators like that at some point in your life, you did this and it helped you, right? Why did it help you? Because when you were a kid, you don't know how to handle things. You don't know how to process things. Mm. So, but now we're, we're grown. So we actually have the, the facilities, the capability, yeah. the ability to Imbecility. Actually... <laughs> no, no Mohammed Ejab, bro. None of that. Well, what are you finished? That's what it is, bro. Bro, we have the ability to, to get over it now. But as a kid, we didn't. So as a kid, you started doing this thing. It helped you. Um, so now you're just doing something that you know deep down has helped you in the past. So mm -hmm. these are clear indicators. It's almost like in psychology, they call them self-soothing behaviors. Yeah, you can see it yeah. like that. But it's like, look, if I'm seeing Rami exhibit this and I really care for him, I would let him know. Thank you. You know? Like, or if I saw it in myself, then I would know, like, I need to do something about it. I need to change. Mm. Right, and then from there again, I'm gonna ask you like what the question was. Like, what were we trying to refer this <laughs> to? Because there was a there was a big point. I know you're saying to get over it, but for what? Or were we talking about? The, I think um, I think an over. What? Let me. How about this? Let me let me kind of teach you how. Um, mental health. We're talking about mental health. That's yeah, mental health. But let, let me kind of draw a framework of into like why I'm asking this question, right? Yeah. Um, long story short, bro. Today. There is an overwhelming amount of people that are normal thinking that they're not normal. Yeah, that's facts. There's probably no other way or better way I could put it. Mm -hmm. And there's not really a problem. I know what Rami always says, you know, the greatest problem you could have is not knowing you have a problem. But today we have a lot of people thinking they have a problem, but there's actually no problem. It's probably just a nutritional deficiency or a lack of sunlight or exercise, which we'll talk about always at the end, obviously. But there are people that think they have a problem, but it's, it's just stuff they've been through neurotic holding patterns or unresolved trauma that they just haven't coped with or processed mm -hmm. properly. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, you already talked about some indicators you might be affected by, right? But let's say this person, this sad individual is watching and they're like, okay, cool, I might be one of them. What do they do about it? Do I seek therapy? Should I get a diary? Should I go seek a psychiatrist? Should I get on this prescription medication? What do you think? So we're actually talking about this. We're literally going right in. Yeah. Um, there's two ways that a person can go about doing this. Right. First way is, you know, you reflect a lot, you meditate, you pray, and you do the inner work. What is the inner work? The inner work is like basically being with the things that come up. So like, let's say you um, realize, okay, I have an issue. What is this issue? I don't know what the issue is, but I realize I got some kind of issue, right? Mm. So you start sitting with yourself, you start reflecting on this, and like, as you reflect, things are going to start coming up, things that are very uncomfortable, maybe from your childhood, maybe repressed memories. And, like, that's the crazy thing is that people have repressed memories and they don't realize it until, like, a certain sound 
is made, which triggers the memory, a certain smell, maybe like a certain sensation in their body or something. Something triggers it and it's very uncomfortable for them, right? So it's like, when you start reflecting, you start seeing these things. It's like, if you can stay with that, kind of like how Rami said, if, if you're sad, it's mm. okay to be sad. Just yeah. stay with it, right? If mm. you can stay with this, this memory, this sensation that you're going to be feeling, which is very uncomfortable, then you can effectively process that memory and go further into, um, I guess you could say, the rabbit hole, whatever it is. Mm. The further you go, the more inner work you do. The more inner work you do, the more you heal. And it sounds kind of like new agey spiritual sure, yeah. stuff, but it, it's, it's real. Like you, you're basically processing things. And the more you process, the more capable you become as a human being. I wanted, to, I wanted to add a point, bro. Do you know this guy named Jason Capital? He's an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically has this, this cliche, common, popular term uh, or phrase. It's what you resist persists. And he, he says that through all the clinical research and psychiatric research they've done, anyone that has an emotion come up, which is very normal, obviously it makes us human, but you try to resist it. Let's say you're like really upset and you're just like, no, nah, it actually doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm better than this, you know. It, it's, uh, I'm beyond this, you know. I'm not going to stoop to their level. And you actually act like it doesn't affect you it actually is going to persist because you resisted it. And over time, you're going to notice it's going to reflect in how you treat your spouse when you go home. Yeah. Or some people are stuck for love. They take it out on their pets, you know, or their kids. And this is the reality, bro. But what Jason Capital was saying was if you feel, let's say, anger, right? And you give yourself this channeled, professional, safe, you know, respectable and safe way to let out this emotion and you really go into it. Let's So let's say I'm angry like three out of 10 or like five out of 10. Something happened to me. Someone cut me off while I'm driving or something and I'm, I feel that emotion, right? But I don't want to act like it doesn't bother me so it'll persist. So I find a way. Let's say I like really go into that anger, right? For example, I'm like, oh, how dare that guy, you know, cut me off. And I go into like eight out of 10, nine out of 10, bro. Even though it wasn't an eight, it wasn't an eight out of 10, it was probably like a five out of 10. But I really go deep into it and what I realized is a couple seconds later or a couple minutes later, it's actually gone, bro. There's no more anger left in my system. But if I had resisted it, it would have persisted, mm. right? But you know, I just thought about this. You know, it'd be like a very beneficial and a very like lucrative business. You have a place where it's like people go to specifically let out their anger and you set up out like a whole okay. bunch of things okay. where they can let go. Me, let, me, let me bless you. You're here for a few more weeks. Maybe I'll take you here. There is this place. I'm not going to name any mentions here because obviously we're not getting paid sponsors from this place. So why would I? But there is a place in Toronto, right? It's you pay by the hour. Okay. You choose your weapon, right? So you can either get a baseball bat or a big sledgehammer or I don't know. Rami might know what I'm talking about yeah. or, or a big axe or just huge weapons, right? You just destroy everything. And you, you pay by the size of the room. So yeah. the square foot is the area of the room. Yeah. And they have stuff like TVs, things that obviously people donate, TVs, furniture, electronics, windows, glass, bottles, everything. Yeah. And your job is just to have the process of mental catharsis, right? Because we're all emotionally neutered today for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. And you just go off. I think it's like 150 bucks and you feel like yeah, like a spot like, day, like, like a, a little spot day, bro. Therapy session. Stuff, bro. Yeah. But no, nah, I didn't come up with that myself. I've seen it. That's why I mentioned it. But I think, like, that's just a very lucrative yeah. and very beneficial because, like, bro, everyone has anger. And, like, how often can we actually fully, like, express it and, like, just release that anger? Like, the other day, I was just sitting on this couch over here that we have in the other room. Mm. And I was looking at the table, and I'm like, you know, I'm not angry right now, but, like, it would feel really good to just pick it up and, like, throw it across the room. Just cathartic. Yeah, just Why cathartic, yeah. you know? Like, just release whatever I have. I, agree. I, didn't, I didn't even feel anything at that point. Mm. Now, imagine I did feel something, like, and you have, like, oh, yeah, come, come. Just break, break whatever you want. <laughs> but I'm um, getting back to the topic. Getting back to the topic, right? Um, that's the first way. The first way is you do the inner work yourself. You reflect, meditate, pray. The second way is, uh, I'd say, the more easier approach it doesn't take as much hard work more mainstream approach you get a therapist mm. or you get someone that you trust you talk to them and basically this person is going to act like your guide they're going to be the grounded force or the grounded person while you talk and they're gonna kind of like bring the the conclusions and solutions for you or they're just gonna suggest things for you that allow you to kind of make the connections you know, and I don't want to be 
a lot of people might say I'm sexist for this, but um, a lot of women tend to go the the therapist route. A lot of men tend to do the um, inner work route. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not to say that a woman can't do the inner work route, nor to say that a man can't go to a therapist, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, from what I've seen, this is just... So therapy, therapy works. Then it's not one of those cliches. Like I hear a lot of people in in like the manosphere, they talk about you know marriage counseling not working, and they have you know studies to prove this that you know marriage counseling is not as effective as other factors are. But therapy, individual therapy, yeah, that's different. It's different than marriage counseling. Okay, so therapy is it just going to someone like a licensed therapist, or can you do it with your homeboy? Can you like what is it? How do you do it, bro? Because a lot of people don't have a listening ear. So with a therapist, they're coming from a they're coming from a non-emotional place most of the time. Like it, if you tell your boy, like they might get emotional for you. What do you mean? Oh, okay, you I know, got you. Like, I got maybe, you. Maybe you're going through something, then you come to me and you tell me about it, and I'm just like, "Yo, are you serious, bro? Are you serious? Like you're gonna let this person do this? You're gonna you're gonna let yourself go through something like this, mm. bro? Like I'm over here getting emotional for you, and then right. it clouds like." It My judgment, the judgment, yeah. the answer, and like just the whole healing process. Right. Versus the therapist, they're just kind of like they might ask you. So it's an external party. Yeah. It, okay. Well, okay. When when you self reflect, what do you do? You're asking yourself, "Oh, why do I feel this?" Right. Like when Rami was experiencing what he was experiencing, did you ask yourself, "Like, oh, why do I? Why do I feel like this?" I more so ask myself, why am I thinking of these things? Yeah. Why can't I get rid of these thoughts? Mm-hmm. And then you started to come to different answers, different conclusions, yeah. right? You started going deeper. Yeah. So basically, the therapist is doing what you will be doing in that situation, yeah. asking those questions to allow you, the uh, ther- it would be therapy, therapy E, the person receiving the therapy. The patient. The patient. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. Yeah, uh, warmth, sometimes bro. we get a little too caught up in the sauce. I like the that little... warmth, bro. Thanks, bro. Say mashallah. Mubarak fiq, bro. This is a no hasad zone, by the way. Yeah. But anyone watching, um, I do want to kind of reiterate this point a little more. Here, <laughs> it's happening at this point, bro. There we go. Editor, zoom on this. Zoom in on this. That's it, bro. <laughs> um, um, nah, but, but yeah, it's it's a legit thing, bro. Like therapy. Yeah. But I do wanna I do wanna ask you this. All right, a lot of people they might not have the money to invest in therapy, um, and they might think, is it really necessary? Is it really not? And let me ask a better question. How about that? A lot of people might not see the benefits of therapy as that valuable, and they might think, okay, why don't I invest in something else? Why don't I do this or that? The reality is a lot of this stuff that Brother Anho was talking about, like the inner work or, or going to a therapy and, and resolving this, this inner childhood conflict or whatever trauma, if you don't do it, it's actually going to affect you and hinder you in life in ways that you might not have thought possible, such as giving you anxiety. It could be actually the root of a lot of anxiety, depression, a lot of OCD, a lot of Tourette's, a lot of modern day symptoms mm. psychologically. And people might think, oh, it's just because of this or that. Bro, it could actually just be linked from something that happened as a kid, bro. I mean, think about this, right? You want to work out. You want to build muscle. Yes. Can you do it yourself? Yeah. 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 Now, what if you have a friend or you have a personal trainer and they know everything? You can go to them. Yeah. And they would effectively help you to get from point A to point B like that much quicker than if you were to just do it by yourself, right? So with this, it's um, it's essentially, I wouldn't say it's the same, but think about it like this, right? Someone who doesn't see the value in therapy is because they haven't done any inner work themselves. Because I used to be in that boat where I was like, I used to see therapists and be like, people really pay money for this? Yeah. You know, but then after I did like the self-work myself, I realized, damn, this is tough. Mm-hmm. This is really tough. And sometimes, like, I don't want to do it. So, like, my journey, it may look like this. It, it's like it'll, it'll go up, then it'll, it'll just freeze. Maybe it might even go down, then it might go up again. Yeah. With a therapist, it's, it might not be as fast, but there's consistent growth. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's the one or she's the one that's actually, you know, guiding you through it. Yeah, yeah. they're guiding you through it. So 
Um, it, it's, again, it's not exactly the same example, mm. but it's to say that, you know, like there is benefit in the therapy. And um, if you feel like you really just can't do it yourself, you can get someone else and they would allow you to grow even faster. Mm. Yeah. I want to jump in here. Inshallah. Please, bro. Please. So, um, <clears throat> alhamdulillah, um, we have Islam, right? Alhamdulillah. I, I heard once, there was actually a little like presentation that was done for us in, in, back in high school. And the lady, um, the one thing I remember from the presentation is she showed this little triangle. Each corner had a different thing, thoughts, feelings, and actions. And she taught us that thoughts, feelings, and actions work in a triangle. Right? If you change what you do, you change your actions, you will change your thoughts and your feelings. If you change your thoughts, you'll, feel, you'll change your feelings and actions, right? If you somehow change your feelings, you'll change your thoughts and actions as well, right? Like if you start thinking that I should be more grateful and you start thinking about the things to be grateful for to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, which we are encouraged to do, you will feel that gratitude. You will feel happier. You'll feel more grateful to Allah and you may be more giving as well. Likewise, if you go out to a homeless person and you just give them $5, right? That action, seeing... You know, their response and so on and so forth. As long as they have a good response, inshallah, you will think and feel better as well. Um, and the reality is, I think there's a lot of habits that people have that uh, feed into this uh, depressing lifestyle that they're living and the depressing thoughts that they have. Um, not everyone, obviously, right? Um, and I always encourage people to see a professional, inshallah. If you need help, no shame in seeking help from a professional. But for, I'd say, a lot of people who... What kind of look like what you mentioned? They they make a problem that they don't have or something mm. like that, right? Either you have a problem or you're making one, right? If you think there's either you have it or you made it. Um, and what people don't realize is a lot of the time the habits that they feed into every single day is is fueling this kind of sad life that they have. Um, and I had a really good point. Now it's in my head. Subhanallah. <laughs> but I think we can definitely bring it closer by the end. I do want to go deep into points and also some other stuff that we can give as home remedies or lifestyle changes and stuff like that, inshallah, the iman of the gutter bro, um, and stuff like that, inshallah. Um, actually, you know what? I will say this before we go on. Guys, a lot of the issues that people have mentally, psychologically, especially in couples, is just usually a lack of intimacy. This is just something that, you know, I don't know, I, mean, I know you're, you're, you're blushing, bro, but listen, when it comes to communication, when it comes to congruency, trust, trans, listen, there's a lot of elements that are important in a relationship, right? But I do think a lack of intimacy leads to more problems than people think that it does. And it can also solve a lot of problems if repaired. So inshallah, we'll go into that a little deeper with a very special guest we have in a couple of weeks, inshallah, very soon, you guys will see, inshallah. Inshallah. But aside from that, going right back in, uh, okay, cool. Let's say they do the inner work or they take the second means, which is going to be getting a therapist or a licensed counselor or just someone to hear them, bro. Someone they can vent to. Let's say they do this. Now, aside from this, they do have general things that they're doing day to day that might make their symptoms worse. Do you want to talk about some of these before we go into the lifestyle changes that we can do to fix this, inshallah? I can give one. I was about to ask like that. <laughs> Like that one new like. <laughs> well, what do you think the answer is to that question? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. I can't even. Yeah, we can't even do it, bro. Do it. No, the guy I'm not watching. Well, first off, yeah. Well, what do you think? No, like <laughs> legit. That's what I'm saying. Legit, legit, legit. Come on. Okay. Generally, one of the things that I'll say is uh, that's, a, that's a long soundboard, bro, holy, going on for like 15 seconds. One legit thing that I can think of that's contributing to most people's mental symptoms is processed foods and drinks. Yes, this is the unsexy answer because everyone's just looking for it. Yes. SubhanAllah, by the way, uh, I just want to give, no shout out though, they're not sponsoring us, but uh, Anna, why are you looking at Anna? Because of mine. Oof. What did I see last night when I saw this? I was like, man, Robbie's over here leaving this really But that's the reality, bro. Processed foods, processed drinks, they include a lot of chemicals that are not bioavailable, they're not easy to digest. Bro, what? what? Okay. <laughs> that <Sorry>. works. <laughs> so, okay. I remember what I was going to say, right? I was talking about we could have habits every day that could 
feed this kind of negative way of thinking and, and the sad thoughts and the feelings and all that stuff. But what if I told you the inverse is also true? You could have positive habits that feed into a positive lifestyle, a positive mentality, a positive way of thinking and thoughts, feelings and actions. You know, I would say there's an overarching category of, of perspective, right? How do you view these thoughts, feelings and actions? Because as someone who doesn't have religion, you eventually fall into some kind of moral nihilism unless you don't think about it at all. If you think about it, eventually you're like, well, God, you, you, this is a morally nihilistic person. God doesn't exist. We are here by random chance. We came from nothing. Nothing is objectively morally right. Nothing's objectively morally wrong. Nothing matters. I'm going to die and it's not going to matter. My loved ones are going to die. It's not going to matter. That's very nihilistic. That's, that's depressing. For a Muslim, alhamdulillah, we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exists. We know Islam is true. We know that there's a life after death, right? That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that he created life. Uh, he created death and life to test who is good indeed or best indeed, so on and so forth. So we can frame our thoughts, feelings, and actions with that perspective. So now even your suffering becomes something that is actually in a way positive. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not Allah, but the Prophet, there's a beautiful hadith which is very known to everyone, but I do want to reiterate it because it's very important. He said, amazing is the state of a believer. Because if something good happens to them, if something you know nice, joyful, if something good happens to them, they're grateful and that's better for them. And if something difficult happens to them, if a calamity strikes them, they're patient and that's better for them. Because we are rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even for enduring some kind of difficulty physically, mentally, or otherwise. So it's very beautiful when a Muslim frames uh, their life based off of this. Even depressing, sad things could actually be very beautiful. Even death is you know, seen as kind of the, 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 the first step towards Jannah, inshallah, after, mm. you know, after your life. So. Well said. MashaAllah. Glad I remember my point. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. But without going too much into details, guys, I do want to talk about a little bit about some of the things they can do for lifestyle changes, for diet, that type of stuff. Just some generic stuff, you know, not, not too much going into the details, but just give them like a little layman's guide to, you know, having good no, mental health. Don't do them like you did in the last EP. Do what? Or you're like, oh, let's just keep it simple for them. All right, so with the calorie, a calorie is basically a unit of energy. <laughs> listen, 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 bro. Listen, listen. We're not going to go that deep. Inshallah. Bismillah. <laughs> Quick first thing I'm going to say is the diet aspect that I'm passing to you. Um, if you guys can avoid processed foods, refined sugars, refined carbohydrates, um, a lot of the stuff we talked about in the nutrition stuff, you will notice a huge benefit, inshallah, into how stable your mental health is and the reason i will say this is because when you have a lot of these processed foods you get a lot of energy right away so you get a huge peak and then when it kind of burns off you get a little dip and then you condition your mind to be okay with these peaks and dips and you are in a turbulent state of mind yeah. however if you're having real food whole foods it's more mellow more plateau like think of when you're fasting you know it's very consistent right so i'm ended with that bro yeah like think about Think about the foods that uh, make you feel good even after. So like, like just, dates and honey. Yeah, well, dates and honey. Mm-hmm. If you just eat dates and honey, I don't know. You might have a little. <laughs> you might be a little wild and have a little crash after. Mm. It's a lot of sugar. But it could be something like this, like the coffee. Like y'all saw how ridiculous <laughs> I was uh, a few minutes ago in the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> I asked the same question like four or five times. So I was like, that that in and of itself, you know, that's like, you got to pay attention to the things that you eat, consume. Like, is it to say never drink coffee or never have something like this? No, I'm more to say like, look, you just eat in a way which is more beneficial, right? And then you can, you can eat these other things and drink these other things at other times, you know, uh, responsibly. Responsibly. Inshallah. What what other things would you say, bro? Because you, yeah, you had mentioned on, that. Anything. Just just big themes in lifestyle that they got to change. Yeah, you mentioned that mm. they could have things that are making it hard. Not harder, but it's like bring them uh, more distress, but then they could have habits that are actually bringing them yeah. more benefit. Yeah. So in your, in your eyes, bro. 
Yeah. Um, I thought you asked about diet. That's why I paused. No, 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 no. Uh, anything else like salad. Uh, I showed my main hours in my nah, coffee. Nah, <laughs> too many things to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, um, I after uh, after this, inshallah, after my points, your points, and we end off. I think we should give a, a little step by step what people should do if they inshallah, are under stress because a lot of people are unfortunately. So, what I would say is something that's more practical because what I said was general. I want to give something a little more practical is to practice being grateful to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Everyone has problems. I'm not saying therefore we should be grateful, right? But it could be so much worse. There are people who have problems so significantly life-changing, you know, morale-damaging that if you were in their shoes for half a day, you would have offed yourself. Not even joking. That's facts. All right? There are people, there are young kids in Palestine who lost both their parents. One disgusting dog of a man with a gun, literally. Or there are parents who have lost all their children because that same dog of a man with a gun. The state's not doing anything about it. The so-called superpowers, amazing superpowers of the West are not doing anything about it. They're actually feeding into it and encouraging it. You know, imagine living that kind of life, you know. And Allah's going to reward these people, inshallah, extremely, extremely well. I mean, Allah reward the, the Muslim mm-hmm. suffering. Allahumma ameen. But it goes to show that, listen, you're living in a relatively safe neighborhood, country, a relatively wealthy family or good enough, alhamdulillah, you're not starving every single night, right? You have access to all these things that, you know, the vast majority of human beings on the earth don't have access to. You know, if you just took five seconds to sit down and remember this and thank Allah for it, that would drastically improve your mentality towards life, towards helping other people, towards yourself. And um, I also want to add as as another note, don't be so hard on yourself. I have a horrible habit. Of, of completely hating Like I feel like some, I used to sometimes Be my biggest enemy Like negative self-talk Yeah Like mm-hmm. I do one thing wrong And I just Like and it's something My fiance t- told me a lot About that I used to do to myself Like do one thing wrong And I like go like Self-destruct mode Like I, I like hate I'm so angry at myself I hate myself And it could be something So small And uh, alhamdulillah I've grown a lot from it But if I You know If she didn't point that out to me If I didn't realize it Then I never would have fixed it And that is something That's so damaging People who they're just way too hard on them. Like they're very lenient with other people. When it comes to themselves, for some reason, they expect this kind of perfection. And again, that ties into the whole I'm sad, but I shouldn't be feeling sad kind of thing, right? You're going to mess up. You should mess up. If you don't mess up, something's wrong with you. You're not a human being, right? Maybe you're a robot or something created by Apple or Elon Musk, right? Uh, maybe you're one of those AI and they're really advanced all of a sudden, right? But on a real note, if you're not How messing up. How dare you? Sky, man. If you're not messing up, then you're not normal, right? You should be messing up. It's normal. Now, if you're not sad, then you're not normal. You should be sad once in a while. So on and so forth. I think putting in that perspective is, is really helpful. Mm, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I don't know anything else. I got one. I feel like I go through that, to be honest. Yeah. Like, like, what was like specifically? What you just said. Well, I'm very strict with myself. Yeah. yeah. And I'm still learning, bro. Like, I can't say that I'm like fully passive, but... Like, I'm very strict with myself. And mm-hmm. then anytime that I, like, mess up or something, I, like, I, I demonize myself. Bro. I put myself down and, like, self-sabotage myself. Like, bro, you, you've seen it. You even mentioned it. I was like, damn, but I, I didn't I don't usually tell people that, but here I am telling all of you guys. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but <laughs> aside from that, I do have another point that I want to talk about before we carry on. Uh, this is an easy lifestyle change that I got from my boy, Angel. But it's a very effective one nonetheless. It's movement and exercise. Um, if you haven't watched other episode um, from last week on fitness and, and just being active, bro. Living an active, healthy lifestyle. Getting away from the sedentary lifestyle. It really goes a long way. And to connect that to, if you can combine it with being outside. Because it leads to my next point of sun exposure. Just getting sunlight. I think vitamin D nutritional deficiencies, not being in the sun, leads to a lot of these issues, bro. So if you want to combine it, why don't you do some physical activity outside? You know, go for a walk, go for a run. It doesn't have to go play basketball. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, you know. Just be out in nature and inshallah, a lot of these problems will go away, bro. Yeah. 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 That kind of, uh, it kind of touches to another point that's popped in my head. You know, I went through, I, uh, I tried to get married once, right? And I went downhill and I told the story too many times. Boy, do we know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was, it really put me in a bad state, alhamdulillah. Something I remember doing, I mentioned it once or twice. I uh, made a list of my goals and I put it as my screensaver on my phone. So every time I opened my phone, I'd see it. And I, 
had a number of goals. Right? I mentioned this before, like learn Islam and give da'wah and work out and grow my hair out and, and all this stuff, right? And you guys saw I had longer hair for some time and all that stuff, alhamdulillah. Um, having something to work towards is, is, is very, very important, especially for men. Because men were more like, we need to. Like men, a lot of time when there's a problem, they want to fix it. And I find myself, like you saw how I was last night when that thing, I'm like, I want to do this now. Right, I want to do this right now. That's how I am. That's how I think men are. Well, mm-hmm. probably want to deal with it physically. They want to work on it, right? So it's really important to have some kind of goal in life, especially if you are sad or upset. Which I think maybe I should have started off with this: that you know where grief or where you know depression, and sadness come from, because it's either you lost something that you're grieving or you're fearing something in the future. That's mainly where it comes from. Either you feel you should have something that you don't, or you lost something that you had. And that gives you this kind of sadness, this void in your heart. Um, a lot of times, you know, if it's something like you, you know, you, you, I don't know, I don't want to say, it, but maybe you feel like you should be more successful, or right? maybe you feel like you should be more comfortable in life or something. You know, set that as a goal and work towards it. Obviously, you have some perspective issues if you feel like you need this or deserve that, because nobody does, for to be honest. But having these goals and working towards something bigger is, for me, it's, it's helped me a lot. Alhamdulillah. When I had no goals and I was just kind of like screwing around, playing video games or whatever, that was honestly some of the worst points in my life. Yeah. SubhanAllah. Um, I do want to mention a point too to add to that is if you guys can avoid and try to avoid, and by the way, this is not medical advice. This is not, we're not licensed medical practitioners whatsoever, but just avoiding unnecessary medications is a huge one. Um, this is not to say if you have prescribed, you've been prescribed antidepressants or benzos or anything by your psychiatrist. No, I'm not saying don't take them, you know, follow the, you know, consult the medical, uh, you know, advisor before anything. But unnecessary stuff, you know, you take too many Tylenols or Advils or too many of these these pills or that pills and you just popping pills left and right, uh, anti-inflammatories, you know, painkillers, all of this stuff. These are all, to some greater or lesser extent, endocrine disruptors. They mess up your hormones and they will mess up your mental health and your emotions and everything like that. So just rule of thumb, just avoid anything that you can avoid, right? Again, not medical advice, but if you open your eyes and do some research, you'll realize a lot of these things can be solved with real things in your diet, specific types of herbs or seeds, and you really don't need these drugs like you think you do. I think... The final point to end it off is make time. Make time for yourself mm-hmm. and uh, whatever you're going through. Inshallah. Because if you don't make time for it, oh, it's going to make time for you. <laughs> it's going to control you from the behind the scenes, the background. So might as well make time for it. Might as well um, process it, heal from it. Because... Just imagine what your life could be if you didn't have these things affecting you from behind the scenes. Yeah. I actually mm-hmm. made a video today about this. You know, aside from the T3M thing, I was like, yeah. in you know, recording from my own channel. And uh, one of the biggest things that I was mentioning was actually three habits. So it was a little plug. This video that, I don't know, it might be out before this, I don't, I don't know. But um, one of the things was uh, really taking that time out to self-reflect. And I was saying that, like, if you look at who you are now and then you look at who you were maybe, like, let's say, like, five, ten years ago, you're actually still the same person. Like, the only biggest difference is, like, you may have learned a little bit more, you may have gotten a little bit wiser, physically you may have grown as well. Um, but, like, who you are, like, at your core is still the same. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you picked up on some little traits. Maybe, like, some little... Maybe, you grew a beard, you got your voice deeper. No, you but I'm saying, like, may, the thing I'm is, saying. we are a product of our environment, yeah? yeah so, like, if, if I'm hanging around you and, like, you do a certain thing and, like, bro, we're really close, I'll probably pick up on that and I'll thing, start yeah. doing that thing as yeah. well. But to so, your core, you're still you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say is that, like, five, ten years... Later, you're still the same. Mm. You just picked up on a few key things here and there. But, like, who you are has already been set by Allah, by the Creator. So it's, like, what I'm trying to get at here, there was definitely a good point that I was trying to get at, man. 
Oh, that's a lot. Bro, there's eight chirps? Yeah. I didn't even know that, subhanAllah. Um, guys, give your hands, bro. Both of you. Moment of silence right now for uh, Brother Angel, who can't think of uh, what he wanted to say. Inshallah, you can in the future. I don't remember what I was talking about. I know. So basically, basically what you were saying is um, for a lot of these people, right? They're... Uh, good, bro. We, bro, we can just cut it off. Like when I said, just make time for yourself and stuff, like we can cut off from there. You're you you basically saying that the, 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 the creator is already, in, in a way, programmed who you are going to be, right? At your core. Yeah. And you pick up on all these things as you grow older. Maybe you were going to go say that you can unlearn these things or what? Nah, I don't truly remember everything I was going to say, but I guess what I can say is, like, who you are is pretty damn great. You just have to, you know, chill out and remove all the uh, the bad traits or the um, the bad traumas that you, we've had in our childhood. Like, if you remove these things, like, you're just unveiling who you are. And who you are, it was already decreed way before you came into this world so um that's again it's not what i was gonna say but it's all good bro it happens sometimes no more coffee bro no more coffee for you bro <laughs> rami you mentioned at the end you want to leave them with a step-by-step plan yeah something like that yeah let's do it inshallah and then we'll wrap it up all right Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. so first and foremost know that it's very human to feel what you're feeling right um you wouldn't be human if you didn't feel this way um, feeling upset is normal. Just know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created you with the capabilities to grow, to become better, to become stronger. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Allah does not burden a soul beyond that which it can take. Meaning that if Allah has put you in a place where X, Y, and Z has happened to you and you're upset about it, <clears throat> Believe it or not, I know it feels like it's crippling, like it's crushing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually has not given you more than you can handle. He's given you what he knows you can handle. And he's rewarding you for every step that you go through this with sabr, with patience, and with gratitude towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I don't want to get too deep into gratitude and patience and all that stuff and what Imam al-Ghazal said about it, but it's very deep and beautiful if you want to look into that. <clears throat> so first is perspective, how you view the hardship and all that, your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you knowing that your destination is supposed to be Jannah, insha'Allah, may Allah grant us Jannah, and that this world is just something that's temporary, that's passing by very, very quickly, right? And I like that little thing. I don't know if they could see it, the little hourglass we have up there, because it reminds me of... Bring it down, bro. Let's see. <laughs> no, bro, I don't want to. Not too much work, eh? <laughs> it, it reminds me of every time, Allah, every time I look at it, I think of Surah Al-Asr, because yeah. Asr is time that's running out, right? Mm. And that's exactly what I think of when bro, I see Bro, can that. you recite Surah Asr? Please. I think I think Brother Anhel should. Anhel, you want to recite? Yeah, 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 do yeah, it. yeah. guys, come on. Anhel. If 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 Anhel recites this, then we gotta get you know two thousand likes on this video. Inshallah, let's go. Bismillah. Nah, nah, I don't want to. You actually do it beautifully, bro. Jazakallah, but are you are you saying only we get to hear it while we pray in salat? I, I only like reciting <laughs> like in person or not on the spot. I feel you. How, I, about, how about a quick translation? Either of you, I want. I honestly, I asked you to recite it because your recitation of Surah Asr is much better than mine. Mashallah. I think it's That's really good. Allah and bro, the reason I say this is every time you we pray, you always do Surah Al Asr first after Fatiha, and then you do something like Surah Ikhlas after. And bro, trust me, I get super captivated in the first one. And me personally, and Allah, I'm not just saying this to hype you up, but I don't want the viewers to like not get this, bro, because it's such an iman boost to hearing I this, bro. Allah, bro, come on. It just, it don't, it don't feel right to just. Time. No force, bro. Another time. Inshallah. <laughs> inshallah. Inshallah. All right, guys. Hashtag shy boy. If you guys made this one, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> we should have a Zamala. It's like, aww. <laughs> 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 this is haram. Astaghfirullah. <laughs> haram. But yeah, do you want to give a quick uh, translation of uh, Surah Al Asr just so we can relate to today's topic? Yeah, yeah. Audhu billahi min shalom rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wal Asr. He swears by time. Right, and and also this time that's running out. In the insan lafi Indeed, mankind is in loss. Right, they're in loss. Subhanallah, it's, it's very powerful if you think about it. Right, all of mankind is in loss. Not the believers, not the disbelievers. We're, we're everyone. Out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Allah says, illa aminu, except those who believe, wa aminu salihat, and those who do good deeds, wa tawasubil haq, and those who remind, 
to uh, to the truth. And those who remind patience and obviously have patience themselves. So you will be in loss unless you call to good, believe, do good, right? Call to the truth and call for you and others to have patience. Mm. That is the perspective you should have, inshallah. Actually, some people say, I don't know if it's the Sahaba or the scholars, um, but they say that Imam Shafi, Imam Shafi said it, yeah. that uh, if, if all Allah reveals for Al-Asr, then it would have been enough. Yeah, Imam Shafi, I believe that if, if Allah only reveals for Al-Asr to mankind, it would have been enough. Wallahi, it would have yeah. been enough. Yeah, because nothing else would have been everything. Yeah, all encompassing. Yeah, so that's a, a good, the, inshallah, the mentality that we should have when it comes to it. Also, Surah Duha is very beautiful for mm-hmm. it was revealed in the process of Masad. And look into that, to look into the Islamic remedies that we have, inshallah. They're very beautiful videos on that. Very, very touching videos, actually. Next is uh, the daily habits that you can change in your life today, right? It could be negative self-talk, like me and Anhil talked about. It could be your diet, like Brother Fry talked about. It could be a number of things that you find yourself doing to either feed the issue that you have, the, the depression, the sadness, or to try and escape the depression, sadness that you have. You need to make time out to yourself, dedicate time to yourself, be comfortable with sitting with yourself, and be able to really express to yourself and understand what you're feeling, why you're feeling it, and reflect on things. And you're going to find things come out that you might be uncomfortable with. But that discomfort is good because no one on the face of the earth, and this is even, you can, um, I don't want to say it's a sunnah of Allah, you know, just to protect myself, may Allah forgive us. But it's, it's almost like a, a sunnah for a human being where they will not grow unless they're in something that's uncomfortable. Right, mm. even Allah, the the second and third times Angel Jibril alayhi came to the Prophet what did he say? He said, "Oh, you who's wrapped up, oh, you who's covered, you who's, who's sitting in a state of of trying to comfort himself." Right, so Allah said, "Get up and warn, get up and go warn." And then, and after that, I believe is the the third revelation to come. Not only get up and warn, it's get up and warn, and then stand up for a long portion of the night or a portion of the night in prayer, right? Like you who's comfortable, who's covered, who's you know cozy right now, get up and go warn. Mm. SubhanAllah. Because you're not going to grow unless you're in an uncomfortable state. And it's uncomfortable to sit with yourself and, and think about why you feel depressed and that stuff. But it needs to be done. If you can't do it yourself, go see a professional. There's no shame in that. Understand that that growth is not linear. It's not. It's never a straight line up. You're going to stagnate. You're going to fall back like Anhu was saying. And uh, the, the whole point is that the ROI, the, like the return on that investment in yourself goes up over time and right you might you know go from here to up here and then back down here but eventually you're going to keep moving up and down up and down until you reach a point inshallah where you're in a better state i think those are my steps mm-hmm. you guys should add inshallah. W- which sahaba was it i believe it was umar one, but you can correct me bro um he said that allah tests the those he loves the most i don't know i don't know, who I don't know. Have you, do you that. remember the hadith no but just know Regardless of the validity of that or not, Allah writes in the Quran, Allah says in the Quran that, you know, do they think they will say that they believe and they won't be tested? Yeah. I think it's Surah An-Kabut, but, you know, the main message that I'm trying to say is it's not supposed to be easy, right? Just like Brother Rami and I have been saying, it's not supposed to be easy. We've been sold this this fairy tale that it's supposed to be easy Mm -hmm. and we sympathize because, bro, I can speak for myself and I'm sure the other two brothers can speak for themselves respectively that we all go through the exact same stuff that y'all go through, if not probably even worse at times. So trust me, we, we're all in this together. We all go through the exact same stuff together. But at the end of the day, understand that the Prophet mentioned that holding on to your deen of Islam is going to be like holding on to hot coal. There will come a time. And today, it's more pivotal than ever that we remember these steps, keep ourselves sane in check and mentally healthy so that we can do what we were here and purposed to do, inshallah. Inshallah. Ameen. And um, I think these two brothers said everything perfectly. Don't think there's anything else to add on. You gotta recite Surah Al-Asr, bro. That's all you gotta do. No, nah. I'm playing. I'm playing. Nah. <laughs> it's, bro, it's it's an ego thing. Like I know my ego, mm. and like I don't like receiving praise or anything like that. So just mm. like for it. Mashallah, bro. No, that's but, a good name. It's like any time that someone praises me for it, it's like I know how my ego is, and over time, like my ego will start to get big off of it. That's mm-hmm. why like, I'm very hesitant with um, like learning too much and then saying all this stuff that I learned because people are like, "Oh wow!" And then it's like to <laughs> me, like I, my, my ego, bro. I just know how my ego works, 
And I'm not trying to fall down that rabbit hole, bro. So. Inshallah. Alhamdulillah, bro. If y'all, if y'all are with me, y'all will hear it. Us, but if y'all not with me, <laughs> you probably won't hear it. <laughs> they didn't even make it this far, bro. In that case. Yeah. yeah. But that being said, it's everything we have for you guys today. Rami, go ahead and end it off. Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa kina adhab al-nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.